We are here to talk about all aspects of film, good or bad, from the perspective of wannabe filmmakers. Every episode, we'll dig into a movie, a performer, a director, or whatever in an attempt to unpack themes, rank favorites, and discuss successes and failures. The goal, in part, as amateur filmmakers, is to walk away with a lesson about the medium in each episode. This is the Greg and Matt Movie Chat. This is Greg. Hey there. And I'm Matt. So let's chat. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Last time we talked about Adam Sandler's career from his days on SNL all the way to his comedy classic, The Longest Yard. Now, we continue that discussion, so without further ado, here is Adam Sandler, part two. Enjoy. Click. Click is an interesting one. Click, yeah. Click, before we get into it, I'm going to say the first half is Badler and the second half is Goodler. You read my fucking mind. I was going to say that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I... Yeah, I, I feel it feels like watching two different movies, right? Yeah, it's a stark contrast. Like right on the fifty-minute mark, too, it completely changes. Yeah, it's like ha- like funny farts, you know, laughing, whatnot, and then depression. Like that's what it felt. Yeah, like. it felt very just a switch just happened. But the switch, I have to say, I do like it. Once the remote starts like going out of control, I'm like, I'm in. Like the stakes yeah. are high. I'm concerned for the character. Exactly. The yeah. ending, maybe a little bit, you know, goofy. It would have been more interesting if they just like said like, okay, all of that was real. The angel of death is going to give you a second chance now. Do it right this time. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, mm-hmm. eh, you know. Yeah. It, it was it was an interesting movie. I, I watched this a few months ago. I watched, um, I think I watched Uncut Gems for the second time. And I was showing my girlfriend it and I was like, you know what? Like he's actually like pretty good in his uh, comedies and like in Click especially. Like I, I remember him being really good in that movie because I remember crying during Click as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I started rewatching it. Now the thing is I – it took me forever to get through this movie because um, – and by forever I mean like this took me like probably a month to actually sit down and watch all of this movie <laughs> because – the first half of Click is fucking awful. Yeah. Like, it is so badler. It is so bad. Um, just farts and just all this stuff. It's like, it's a it's fart like, box. This oh, slow motion boobs and I'm going to fart in my boss's face. Like, yeah. And you're just kind of like, really, man? Like, come on. And then also, I think Jennifer Coolidge makes an appearance and it's like, really, man? Weird. Yeah. Also, like, why wouldn't you just pause and finish your, like, work projects and then spend time with your family? Why would you skip things <laughs> if you can pause? Know. Do you know how much I wish I could pause life and just finish <laughs> projects? Yeah. Like, that's the thing, man. I would love that. That'd be great. I don't, I, I like, at le- or at least just plan it out. Like, just pause it for five minutes and be like, okay, what am I going to do? Like, what mm-hmm. is the plan? Because that's, like, the that's the step right there. You just, you got to plan it out and then you do it. You know, mm-hmm. it's weird that he's like, Hmm, I don't know. Skip man. It. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, let's just, well, I'll, I'll work on it. I'll skip dinner so I can work on get to working on this. Like, why don't you just pause and work? I don't know. I get that. That is such a, that's a good criticism. But yeah, I, I really do like the second half. I think right up until he wakes up from the dream. That was cheap. But yeah. oh, other yeah. than that, I like it. For sure. That's the thing, man, with this movie is that um, a lot of people say this movie is manipulative. Like, you know what? He was trying something different. I, I, I applaud this movie for making me cry rather yeah. than making me cringe. Well, it, I mean, it did both, but in different halves of the movie. Um, it's true. I, I just, and isn't any yeah. good movie manipulative? You know, it's got to like control your feelings a little. 
I mean, right? Like, I know, I, I know when people are like, oh, I hate movies that are like controlling my emotions with like the music they play. I'm like, well, here's the thing, man. If you, if you find the movie makes you feel emotional, then it works. And if it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. then it doesn't. You know, there's not really any, yeah, like that's a good point. I mean, like they're writing the movie, they're trying to make you sad. That is kind of manipulative. Mm-hmm. You know, they just do it better. Yeah. It's kind of all it is. That um, moment where he says goodbye to his dad. Uh, and he <gasps> keeps and he keeps replaying the the little thing of Henry Winkler saying, I love you, son. Like the look on Sandler's face yeah. and everything. It's yeah. it's another example of what you said about like the the subtleness in his sadness. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I mean, like that is one scene where he is crying and he is mm-hmm. genuinely crying. Um, but I also didn't mind it because I was also crying with him. <laughs> um, that scene is like unreasonably sad. Like, it's yeah. so like, where I think I had to pause the movie and take a break because I was like, I'm, I'm too upset to get, I know. Right now. <laughs> I'm just so sad. Um, yeah, that's a movie. And like, that's the thing too. I found a lot of people who don't like click are also like, you know, I give the dramatic parts a pass. Mm hmm. Um, it is weird though that it does become a heavy drama in the second half. Also, extremely ambitious for like how technologically advanced the 2020s are. <laughs> Looking outside <laughs> yeah. now, it's like that's 2021. It looks like fucking Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And this was like 2006, so you're like, okay, but like you couldn't have at least made it, you know, like a little bit less toned down, like a little more toned down. Yeah, like, Jesus, man. You got like teleporters and shit. I don't think they had teleporters, <laughs> but like it wouldn't, it would seem like that was right around the corner. Like if it yeah. was 2030, it would be like transporting places. Yeah. Like, oh, but ridiculous. yeah, I think, I think the yeah. assessment of like first half badler, second half goodler, that's, yeah, that's about how I would put it. Also, out of every single Adam Sandler movie, this is the only one that has ever gotten an Oscar nomination. What for? Best makeup. Yeah, you know what? There was some good stuff. His fat suit was pretty good. Um, his, yeah. Him being aged up, he he pretty much looks the way now. He looks the way he did aged up and click. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does. Um, it's also interesting too because the guy who played his son, like the older version of his son, actually mm-hmm. went on to be in like the Wolf of Wall Street, and I think he had a. I think he popped up in the Irishman as well. So yeah, he did hey, look man. familiar. He did look familiar, right? Yeah, hats off to him for, um, you know, working with Scorsese after working with Sandler. What a step yeah. up in uh, quality there it is, you know? Definitely. The guy who played his son his son the first time, the older one, when he was, like, overweight, that kind of looked like Dollar Store Jonah Hill. <laughs> like, he looked like he'd played Jonah Hill in a Jonah Hill parody. <laughs> yeah, you know that was actually Jonah Hill, right? What, really? Yeah, it was Jonah Hill. <laughs> why did jonah hill look like fake jonah hill did they give him a fake nose or something <laughs> maybe i think they was, might yeah, have they might have let me look him up actually <laughs> no way i love that you were saying like i think for a second i was like okay we get it greg it was jonah hill we get it i didn't know uh-huh. that i thought it was like he, yeah he does have a fake nose actually that's why that's what he threw me off nose. <laughs> I, I love the dollar store Jonah Hill is Jonah Hill. <laughs> I'm sorry Jonah I mean hey man he's um he pops up at Sandler a little bit later too with funny people so that'll be interesting 
Um, yeah. Should we say Midler overall for Clickler? For Click? Oh my god, Clickler. <laughs> <laughs> the Clickler. That sounds like a sex move or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's Adam Sandler's uh, sex move. You know? Yeah. Like um, in Funny People, where they're like, "Oh my god, do like the dolphin squeal, like do the merman voice, <laughs> like it's like, hey, do the Clickler." <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I would say it's firmly Midler. Like, it is literally half of it's good, half of it's bad. Yeah. Or Clickler. Or Clickler. Just give that its own thing. It's Clickler. Um, All right. All righty. Okay. Um, that is definitely one of his better uh, dramatic performances that I don't think gets a lot of recognition. Absolutely. It's underrated. Yeah. And speaking of underrated uh, dramatic performances, the next one is Rain Over Me. Mm, I I just watched that one today. Alrighty, what do you think of it? I felt so bad for his character. <sighs> yes, he sold it really well, which is like just yeah. the just someone with a debilitating mm. mental illness. Like, yeah, for for anyone who doesn't know what Rain Over Me is about, because I don't think a lot of people have heard of it. Yeah, um, I never heard of it until you mentioned it. Yeah, I had heard of it and I never really like gotten around to see it. But um, basically the film is about uh, it stars Don Cheadle and Adam Sandler. And Don Cheadle is a I believe he's a is he a dentist. Mm-hmm. Is that what he is? Yeah. He's a dentist. He used to go to school with um, Adam Sandler. They used to be roommates in college. But um, this takes place. This was made in 2007. And Don Cheadle meets Adam Sandler five years after he lost his family in 9-11. Um, so Adam Sandler plays like the grieving father who's lost his family and his wife and is just trying to basically the thing that I found interesting is that he's trying to box out any emotions that are going to come from that loss. Like it just seems like he's literally trying to forget that he ever had a yeah. family. He's completely regressed. Yeah, he's totally regressing and just trying to repress those memories and just totally just act like everything's fine. Uh, And he's not doing a good job. He's, you know, obviously broken. Yeah, he's shut out everybody from his life who remembers his his family because he doesn't want to remember them. It's just like, it's such a tragic idea. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love the opening scene of this movie because... um, they play a Graham Nash song. They play, a, I believe it's called Simple Man. And that's like a thing in the movie. They say he just wants to live like a really simple life. He just wants to like eat, sleep, and like have fun. Like he plays video games. He like plays the drums. He just does whatever like he wants. Kind yeah, of thing. shout out to Shadow of Colossus because I just played that game like two weeks ago <laughs> for the first time. I was like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I like, I was looking at this movie up and they said like, like a game website like reviewed this movie like positively because of the way it depicts the fucking video game and the movie i'm like what <laughs> that's the thing they like yeah so this movie didn't represent us well but like i'm sandler's ran over me it was like really bad so it's like that's weird that's a weird thing i didn't know that section of the internet existed. i mean he's fighting his own internal giant and so he is as well in the video game yeah <laughs> it's kinda, a it fit the theme it fits the theme. It's a it's a parallel. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. He he is really really great in this movie. Uh, playing somebody who has like PTSD. It's just fucking. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. And it's a it's a role a lot of people would never have casted Adam Sandler in. Um, 
No, but because, he nails yeah. it. And I think it's he especially it. because he regresses, right? And so that kind of uh yeah. that that childish rage comes out in a completely different light. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, I have some major issues with this movie. Mm. And that is the it feels like the movie is trying to be funny half the time. Yeah. Yeah, there's some really bad jokes in here that don't land. Yeah, and it's really weird because, like, and the thing is, too, I don't blame Sandler because it's not, like, if you're hearing us say this and you've never heard of Ran Over Me, you might be thinking, like, oh, does Adam Sandler try, like, making jokes in this movie or something? Not his fault because the movie director actually has a role in this movie. Mike Binder, he has a role as um, Sugarman. I think he's Adam Sandler's, like, lawyer. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's playing a fucking, like, bit. Like, this guy's doing a bit the whole movie and it's really irritating. Um, where he's like trying to be funny and he's playing like kind of like a stuck up lawyer, like in a, like it's a comedic scene and it's really not funny. Like it just takes away from the drama in this movie and it's, it's frustrating. Like when I was watching this, uh, I saw this about a few months ago now, but I remember it because of the fucking humor that comes from this movie and it's, yeah. like, it's not funny. It's just, it takes away from the serious scenes in this movie. It, it really does. None of the jokes landed. There's a few just like sprinkled in here. And it's like, it's the, the whole tone or the way it's shot, the way all the performances are is so damn serious. But then there'll just be these like, like, yeah, like, like C tier kind of jokes in there. Like it's fine to have humor yeah. sprinkled in, in a drama, but these are just like the kind of jokes you'd expect in a buddy comedy randomly. And it's like, what, mm-hmm. what movie do you yeah. think this is? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then there's a whole subplot about, um, about Don Cheadle being like sexually harassed. Right. Um, and because the tone of the movie is so serious, it's just like, I'm really concerned for Don Cheadle and like, yeah, it, it's not funny. <laughs> yeah and it's weird because the entire that entire subplot is played for laughs there's never i don't remember a single scene where they were like serious the i think maybe you know when they when she accuses him of like sexual harassment that was taken pretty seriously but like, yeah because he again, was gonna like, lose his job he was gonna lose his job and then like they're treating it like oh ha 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 he got sexually harassed but he she said he's actually ra-. like it's not funny it's really concerning um Especially because Don Cheadle is so likable. Yeah, and that character like shows up at the end as like a love interest for Adam Sandler's character. Is that what they were trying to push? It was yeah. just like what? Just cut that whole subplot out of there. Yeah, and then you would have shaved off about ten minutes of the movie, and it would be about five times better. It was just weird because then Adam Sandler was like crushing on her, and it's like, really, this is how you're going to get over it? You're going to get over. You're going to move on or start to move on because there's some other girl you're attracted to. Like, I think that was kind of cheap. I didn't really like that. I thought that that was a little bit like, you know, come on, dude. Um, Yeah, that was. Yeah, there was just there's a lot of weird humor in this movie that just shouldn't be there. It's not like funny. It's just it feels wrong. Like, it feels wrong to be in this movie. Like the bulk of the movie is so serious. So when those jokes are just they pop in, you're just like, what? What's happening? I would also agree that the movie's a bit too long. It's got like a solid yep. 30 minutes in it that you don't need. Yeah, they could have taken some parts out. Like it's about, yeah, like uh, it would have been great if this movie was like an hour and 45 minutes long, but it's about mm-hmm. two hours and five minutes. So like just shave 20 minutes out would have been easy. So you already got 10 minutes with the stupid subplot. Um, cut some of the jokes. Know, maybe take out like cut, cut, cut all the jokes, actually. <laughs> um, 
Because, like, here's the thing, like, if you just gave Adam Sandler, like, a little chance, just feel like you can add a little humor here. He can do it. We've seen it in Uncut Gems. We've seen it in other movies. He can do it. So just trust him. I love um, a lot of the serious scenes in this. I think the scene where he tries to um, kill himself, I, I think that's a scene that was, like, really good. See, that was a that was I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah, and that's a scene that's long and earns being long. Like that's like a t- it feels like a ten minute long scene, um, because you know he's at home and then he's trying to find his gun and then he finds it but it doesn't have any bullets so he decides I'm going to go out and just cause havoc and suicide by cop. Yeah, and it's just like this long build up and you're like, oh my god, like what's going to happen? And you could see he's like, I look, I just want to. Like, I just want it to be over. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's subtle the whole time, and it's great acting. And it's just, it sucks that they, you know, add in a bunch of fucking humor. I also think the ending is weird that he just, Donald Sutherland is the judge and goes, yeah, you got to find his own way, you know? Yeah, no. I, yeah. It's, it's a little it's, weird, yeah. It's a movie that, like, I wanted it to be better than it is. I think there's a good mm-hmm. movie buried in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, regardless of how the movie is, um, Adam Sandler is great. And this is this is the movie where I went, he's definitely a great actor. Like, he's not a good actor who has a, needs a good director to get a good performance out of him. He's he's a great actor on Yeah. Own. That's actually proof, I think, that just even with clearly a, a tone-deaf filmmaker, he really, like, he understands the material in a way that yeah. the director, I think, didn't. Exactly. Because that's the thing. I, I think there's like four types of actors. I think there's great actors. I think there's good actors who kind of do the same thing all the time. I think there's good actors who you can get a really good performance out of them, but they need a good director. And uh, there's bad actors um, who can be good on occasion, but you need to give them like, you know, you got to kind of put them in the right like editing room and that kind of thing. Like I'm, th- I'm talking like, you know, like Gina Carano and like Deadpool where it's like, she's not good, but like it works, you know, like she's fine in the movie or Vin Diesel in anything. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> that was like Stallone, but I think it kind of, you know, you kind of get what I mean. He's just got this like guttural mumble. <laughs> <laughs> for some like reason Stallone's having a stroke yeah yeah for um, some reason his cross gets bigger in every movie too the cross around his neck <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think his next movie is just going to be like carrying it around with him he's gonna he's gonna be a cane you know yeah no a it's cane. actually like an allegory a for christ uh the next one i heard <laughs> <laughs> yeah every vin diesel movie has a lot of material that we can find uh catholicism is a very big theme in it theme in it <laughs> but yeah no um rain over me underrated underrated yeah that's the thing i I think he's a great uh director or a great actor because um he does not have a great director to work with um so you know that's that's the thing that i i really appreciate this about this movie i wish more people saw it but um it's a great it's a great uh performance from mr adam sandler Mm -hmm. what would you say goodler badler middler um just purely on on Sandler's performance, I would say a Goodler. Yeah. Um, as a movie, I don't know. As a movie, it's Middler. Yeah, I'd say the same. I'd even go as far as to say Adam Sandler's performance is Greatler. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say that there are scenes in this movie that are Greatler, like the 
the first two minutes, like when they're playing the Graham Nash song, I think is really good because you don't even see Adam Sandler's face. It's just him riding his scooter like a yeah. bus in a city. And I, and it's just very like uh, delicate and you feel like you, the fact that you don't see his face, I think, is actually really impactful because you're like you you don't see his face, but you kind of know like this guy's been through something. Yeah. His body language is very uncomfortable yeah. and lonely. Yeah. And the song, too, suits that great. That's the one thing about every Adam Sandler movie is that they always have an amazing soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I love I love you know? that uh, that uh, Bruce Springsteen album they kept referencing throughout the movie, The River. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, I, res- yeah. I respect no, the soundtrack. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, too, I was going to say earlier about uh, him on SNL. He has a great Bruce Springsteen impression. He's hilarious. I need to find that. Oh, yeah, it's funny. He, he, he like, does it with Courtney Cox, and he won't get off the fucking stage. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, um, I would say Greatler for his performance and it's a movie with Greatler scenes, but overall it's Bette Midler. Yeah. Um, I feel that next movie is just, it just, we just had this amazing discussion on rain over me and now we're about to take the biggest step down. Yeah. Um, in content, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Uh, it's a movie I liked as a kid, but I didn't even bother rewatching yeah. it because I know it's going to be unwatchable. Oh, yeah, it's it's I, I the message in the movie is respect others and don't judge. But the way that it tackles that is by making um, a number of offensive gay jokes and stereotypes, not to mention Rob Schneider doing yellow face. That's not oh, cool. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Holy fuck. Oh yeah. That was bad. Um, that was really, really bad. Yeah. That might and, be his uh, worst one. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I said Dan Aykroyd was in only a few of his movies. I remember he's actually in this one too, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. So this is one. I mean, I can, I'm, I'm going to just say Badler already. I'm going to say Shitler, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> Shitler. <Schittler> because because <laughs> this one just really doesn't hold up, like, at all. No. Especially, like, it wasn't even made that long ago. There's really no excuse. No, this was 2007. Like, this at this point, it was like, come on, man. Like, let's move on. Shitler, for sure. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Um, you don't mess with the Zohan. I have to admit, I loved this movie as a kid, and there's still some parts of it that I enjoyed, <laughs> even though it's yeah. terrible. Like, I oh, recognize yeah. this is awful, but I appreciate yeah. that it knows what movie it is, you know? Like, it looks like garbage. I think the first 20 minutes of this movie were actually really funny, and I was, like, actually pretty on board with it at the beginning, because I'm like, this is ridiculous, it's funny, it's a stupid plot, you know? Um, But yeah, no, I I only saw the first, like, 45 minutes of this, and I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was like, I I got worse movies to watch, um, and I got better movies to watch as well, and I don't want to sit through this. Yeah, no, I will say... Things I like. Uh, how passionate he is about cutting hair. I think that is just such a funny plot. Like, that that just makes for so many great bits. Um, exactly. The the bits where he's, like, kicking with his feet in, like, abnormal ways, I think yeah, made that's me funny. laugh. That was funny. Um, oh, yeah. But things that are weird is, like, of course, Rob Schneider. He's weird and painted brown. 
Um, also, the yep. fact that like the plot centers around one of the oldest cultural conflicts of all time is like, why? Why? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, this definitely is, like, out of all the movies that are politically incorrect that Adam Sandler has done, this is one of the worst instances, probably. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I like that he, I think the thing that's kind of, you know, at least um admirable is that he just totally commits to it and just doesn't really give a fuck. He just kind of does it and is like, look, we're... We're making this movie. It's ridiculous. And it's not like he's not trying to offend anybody. He's just trying to make a funny movie about a guy who wants to cut hair. But it's just there's a lot of cultural stuff in this movie. And I think the other thing is, too, it feels like it's like a big focus in this movie, too. And it's just like, mm-hmm. why don't you just make it about the hair more? Like, it seems like there's a lot of like political kind of stuff. Happening. Yeah. Or like he could just um, be any yeah. other kind of like washed up spy. Or, like, a, a spy who doesn't want to be a spy. Like, why tie it to, like, a 2,000-year-old conflict? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just... That's the thing, too. Like, I like some of the, like, ridiculousness. I like that John Turturro is running on the ceiling at one point. Like, yeah. that was weird. Or, like, that weird swim um, that the Zohan does. Yeah. Like he's, like, paddling his arms like a boat. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because, like, I've seen, like, movies where it's, like, the guy is swimming, like, in this, like, ridiculous way, and the action movie's taking itself, like, totally seriously. <laughs> Not to mention, I mean, like, every Tom Cruise movie, he runs in the most ridiculous way. Yeah. Um, like, he, like, like, I don't even know how to, de- I, don't, I, 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 like, I don't know how to describe it, because he, he, like, sprints, but it looks like he's going chest first, you know? Like, it's, it's weird. It, yeah, it's almost robotic. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's more proof that he is an alien, which I mean, like, is a genuine theory that I have. <laughs> I mean, like, he's the main guy in Scientology. Like, he's like, though, he's like, everyone looks at him and is like, that's Tom Cruise, Scientologist. Mm-hmm. His teeth are weird, you know? He yeah. has, like, he's seen his as, like, the perfect is, like, specimen. to the side. <laughs> yeah, like, the, like, his, like, it's supposed to be, like, down the middle, you have a gap. He has a tooth in the middle, and that's weird, you know? He's apparently like this perfect specimen. He's he he doesn't like he's too nice apparently. Like he's so nice and kind. Like it's weird. He doesn't age. He doesn't age. No. He looks like he looks too good for for 55 or however old he is. Yeah. Um not to mention he fucking hung off the side of a plane in Mission Impossible 5. Mhm. Like really? That's some superhero you know? shit. That's some superheroes. I know they taped him to the plane, but like, still, he he did that. Yeah, um, yeah. Those movies are great, but he is a fucking alien. Um, <laughs> but that nothing aside, wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. It's just yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Zohan is Badler. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's Badler too. Um, I just I really don't. I it, the thing that really bugged me about this movie is that it just. I was cool with it being as crazy as it was at first, and then it just started to get on my nerves. Um, yeah. Honestly, I think it's as simple as just if they cut it down to 90 minutes, I think it would have been fine. Yeah, or just change the setting, too. Yeah, just change the setting. Like, it, it just was weird that he's, like, that he's playing, like, this kind of character. Like, it doesn't feel... It's something about it feels really off. Um, even even when I saw it back in the day, I was like, something's really weird about this. About him, like playing this type of person because it's it, he, he i don't think he's has this type of like cultural ethnicity which like 
you know, like whatever, that's a bigger discussion. And I like, you know, we don't, I don't really want to get into that, but like, it's just, it's something about it doesn't feel right. It's a strange choice. Strange choice. And with Rob Schneider as well, it's just another thing here. Um, I will say also Nick Swartzen is always kind of like really fucking irritating in these movies. It was kind of nice to see him play the straight man in this movie. And I actually thought he was pretty funny. Like I, I didn't get through much of it, but when he was like playing like the straight man in this movie, I actually thought he was actually like funny. And he yeah. Wasn't, he had he some good moments. Me. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was really weird in click. Yeah. Yeah. And click honestly is in my opinion, one of his better performances <laughs> in Adam Sandler movies um, with him. It's like, there's this and there's blades of glory and that's kind of it um that's a good one he's like crazy in blades of glory like he's like unreasonably like crazy but it's still somehow toned down compared to grown-ups too (laughs) yeah um badler badler firmly badler i I also think this movie should have just been a short film i think it would have been fine as a short film Mm, yeah i could see that Alrighty. Um, I think we're halfway through, <laughs> through the Adam Sandler movie. Jesus. Don't worry. We got a, a lot of this is just me talking about the shitty ones. So, uh, yeah, we'll be fine. Either All way. Right. Here we go. Bedtime stories. I'm just going to make this quick. This movie's not that bad. Um, I watched this one growing up. It's, you know, it's about a guy who's got to watch his kids or, or not his kids, his uh, sister's kids for like a few days. And when he tells them a bedtime story, when they add stuff to the story, the stuff that they add becomes true. So it's kind of funny to watch him be like, Oh, does Skeeter get with the girl? And then they're like, no. And he's like, fuck, you know, it's kind of <laughs> funny to watch that or like, you know, and it's kind of creative too, because it's like, Oh, it starts raining gumballs in the story. And then it does that in real life, but it's not like just the sky raining gumballs. It's like a way that it makes it, happen in real life like it's not exactly how it happens right in the, but in the story which but I the final result is like the story yeah yeah like like again ma- major spoilers here like they say he gets set on fire in the story and then it's kind of funny when he's freaking out and he's like oh my god like I, i'm gonna get set on fire and then he just gets fired from his job and okay like, oh that's how it relates that was kind of cool um I think Guy Pierce is the villain in this movie, and I thought he was kind of funny. He's always a great um, villain. He's always a great villain. He's always great in everything, even when he's in like shit movies. Um, people say this is one of the worst Adam Sandler movies, like Bottom of the Barrel. I really don't see that. Um, it doesn't sound that bad. Like it's no. clearly just like a kids movie about imagination. Yeah. Here's the thing: I'm going to say if you are about twelve or younger, this movie is going to be goodler. But if you're over the age of twelve, it's probably going to be midler um fair enough and if and if you're an asshole who can't acknowledge that this movie is just made for kids (laughs) it's gonna be badler all right but like just chill out all right obviously like everybody has their own like opinions and whatnot and that's totally cool and like we're not here to like shit on anybody's opinions like if you enjoy this movie awesome if you don't that's cool too it's just i think you just got to kind of understand this movie's made for kids and that's what it is um we're getting into another great movie now, or I wouldn't say great movie, but one of his better performances. Yeah, great performance. People. Yeah. Alrighty, what do you think of Funny People? I love the idea of like this older professional who is reaching the end of his life or thinks he's reaching the end of his life and he wants to take mm. kind of like a, a 
a son figure. He wants to take on like a mentorship role for someone who's trying to break into the comedy industry. I think that's beautiful. I think for that reason, like the first half of this movie is fantastic. Um, The love interest though, Leslie Mann, like she's a great actress, uh, but once she comes into the movie, I feel like it kind of loses focus. I would have much preferred like kind of a, I don't know, not like a surrogate father son kind of story between Sandler and Rogan. Cause that's what was the most interesting to me, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. I especially think it's interesting too, because Adam Sandler treats Seth Rogan so poorly in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Sandler is really like, he's one of the only people who could have made this movie work because he's, kind of playing a reflection of himself so it makes sense mm-hmm. he's playing this kind of character but also this character is like with anybody else would be really unlikable um because this character is a piece of shit like he's an asshole and he's very self-centered not to mention self-sabotaging so basically you need somebody who's going to be really good to and really likable um, yeah but also sell that unlikability and he does that really really well I agree. So, like, his performance is definitely one of the best parts of this. Um, mm-hmm. I think the script just kind of gets lost in its own story a little bit. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I, I agree with that, too. I think this movie is very, like... Um, the thing I don't like is that... I feel like I might be the opposite of you because you said the first half is really good and the second half is kind of losing focus. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt the opposite. I felt like the first half was maybe a little bit kind of like kind of all over the place. And then the second half kind of became about one thing. Fair. The thing is, um, I felt like the first half, I liked the direction it was going where it was a guy in his career and he's like, I'm just doing the same shit. I'm doing stupid stuff. Where am I going to kind of go with this? You know, like what can I do to kind of make my career better and my life better yeah and then he has a scene with eminem where eminem was like oh now you're stuck because now you're just doing the same shit like now you have no way out and you're just gonna keep doing dumb shit and then he's like what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go and focus on this relationship that i lost like years ago that i fucked up and that i want back and it focuses on that, and I would have been a little bit more interested to focus on, like, the career. So, like, although I like that the second half focused on, like, a specific thing, it was mm-hmm. kind of focusing on something I didn't really care as much about. Yeah. You know? I think what they wanted was they wanted to give him, like, an emotional goal, basically, mm-hmm. right? But I feel yeah. like maybe they picked the wrong one. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I like the idea. Like, there's a lot to like in this movie. Um, it is two and a half hours long, so I'm sure you can find something to appreciate. Um, but that's the thing. Like, I like the fact that he wants to get back with Leslie Mann, and then right when he has her, he doesn't give a fuck anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he just seems like right when he knows, like, oh, I got you. He he he's right back to being a dick. Like, he's not going to maintain that like energy he just wants what he can't have and once he gets it it doesn't matter anymore yeah that's true there was kind of like a i don't know a disappointing arc but also felt weirdly realistic like that's it's not going to be like a hollywood movie where he's going to learn from his flaws and find true love like Mm -hmm. no 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 woman's going to drop her whole family for some like asshole Hmm. yeah and that's the thing i liked in the end is that how she like ends up getting back with eric banna or like you know kind of fixing things mm-hmm. and i was just kind of like yeah 
Makes sense. Um, yeah, I would have much preferred, though, if he was focused mm-hmm. on his career and his legacy and what he's going to leave behind. I think that yeah. part, that stuff is pretty interesting. Um, it felt like kind of two yeah. movies shoved together. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the other thing I didn't like, too, is that um, I like I liked Seth Rogen in this movie. I thought he was great. And I also I'm amazed Adam Sandler and Seth Rogen have as good of chemistry as they do. Um, growing up, this was a weird movie because like. It was a movie I couldn't watch as a kid because it was like graded R. Mm-hmm. I was about like 10 when this movie came out. But when I was a kid, I watched all the Adam Sandler movies growing up. I was a huge fan of him. And Seth Rogen was that kind of actor who like I wasn't – I knew was funny, but I wasn't allowed to watch any of his movies because he was <laughs> like, you know. Right. All of his stuff was rated R. It was raunchy. It was about like, you know, a lot of pot and dick jokes and whatnot. Yeah. And it seemed like almost like this guy I grew up with was doing a movie with this guy who I would eventually kind of go with. And I would I would start watching more Seth Rogen movies and less Adam Sandler movies, like as my like life kind of progressed. So I thought that was kind of interesting that they did a movie together. And it was kind of about like passing that torch too. Yeah. And it was a time it was too like when Adam Sandler's career kind of started to go down in quality. I find around this time is when stuff really started to kind of take a trip down to shitsville um <laughs> yeah and- yeah looking at the list in front of me yeah yeah and then <laughs> seth rogan was kind of starting to ramp up a little bit that's something that i um i could appreciate yeah when um, i saw it as a kid i remember being bored as hell yeah <laughs> it's not what i expected i definitely fully enjoyed it more this time around uh but that's just because you know yeah i knew going into it it's not going to be that funny and it's going to be mm-hmm. kind of like a meta commentary on Adam Sandler. And I appreciated it in that 100%. sense. Yeah, I could appreciate that. I just, I, I like Seth Rogen. I just kind of wish he did a little bit. Like they, they didn't give him so much. I almost felt like he was overdeveloped in a way just because they have the mm. two characters who kind of help develop him even more. And I don't, which are Jonah Hill and Jason Schwartzman, who I really didn't care for in this movie. Um, like they were fine. They were funny and whatnot. They were fine. Um I think Joan Hill was good. I thought he was, you know, he's always good, really. Um but I just I just didn't think that they really needed to be in it. And I it just added like it felt like it added another half hour to like forty minutes to this movie and it's just like it's this fucking long ass movie that just really didn't need to be two hours and twenty five minutes long. Um Yeah. I think weird. all it all it added was like it shows that the people around him are really ambitious as well but like we don't need you know a half hour of content to show that like it can just be like he goes to parties and people are like oh i'm working on this i'm in this show like i'm a dick you know yeah yeah like i kind of got that from like the first scene with jason Mm -hmm. schwartzman and jonah hill and i was like okay cool and then like it shows it keeps they keep popping up and i'm like this is annoying actually because I don't really care about them. Like you're giving, and it's just like, there's so many characters in this movie where you're like, I don't give a fuck about that guy. I care about Sandler and I care about Rogan and I care about Leslie Mann and I'm good. Like I don't need, mm-hmm. you know, and if they were going to make a two and a half hour movie and it was really like hyper specific focusing on them and their problems, I made, I might've been a little bit more interested in that because I feel like, you know, like give give all of them some development. Yeah, well, like if you're gonna give them, but like don't if you're gonna develop a character and you have to make two other fully fleshed out characters to develop this other person, maybe you should try a different way of developing this character because yeah, there's simpler ways to get that across. Yeah. yeah, 
And this movie was like expensive too. Like this was like a $75 million movie and it didn't make back its budget. It made back about 71, um, mm. which sucks. Um, cause maybe if this movie did better, maybe Adam Sandler would have went down a more dramatic route. Um, cause again, this is just another movie that he did that was dramatic and didn't like go well or didn't, um, make much of a profit. Right. Um, which is disappointing. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like part of that might've been with, you know, the fact that this movie is two hours and 20 minutes long and really doesn't need to be. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I want to like it and I want to rewatch it, but also mm-hmm. like, God damn, it's too long. I'm probably not going to ever yeah. rewatch it just for that. Like it's not worth the, the runtime. Yeah. That's the thing of my, um, my girlfriend's mother, I made her like a movie recommendation list uh, for quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also fucking bored. And I was like, yeah, why not? Um, so I was like looking through the movies. and I was thinking about funny people. And this is before I rewatched it for this uh, podcast. I was thinking about it. And I'm like, you know what? The movie like is actually like pretty interesting, like thinking about it wise. So I put it on the list of recommendations. Yeah. I, I rewatched it. And then the first thing I did was I... I messaged my girlfriend. I said, yeah, take it off the list. She just sit through that. <laughs> and I, I feel bad because like, it's a good idea for a movie, but man, it is too fucking long and it just doesn't get to the point. I think it's cool if you are an Adam Sandler fan. Yeah. Just because of how meta it is. But. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Too long. It's just, yeah. And then also, Greg, you know how I feel about Jason Schwartzman. And He's a the guy dick. gets on my fucking. He's a dick in this movie, and he's really annoying in most of his movies, it seems like. Um, I'm not talking about the Wes Anderson movies. But, yeah. I have a feeling Schwartzman did something personal to you that you're not telling anyone. He did. It's called I Heart Huckabees. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was he even in that? I really hope he was, because that would explain a lot, because that movie I, I really, really don't like um, for whatever reason. I haven't uh, seen it. Don't. It's it's not very <laughs> it's not very good. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like an existentialism type movie and yeah, you, yep, a self-described existential comedy and it just bothered the shit out of me. Um Yeah, that's the root I, of I think it. That's, yeah, it is the root of it. That may, that actually explains a lot. I'm glad that we actually like figured this out together. Um that's been a problem weighing on me for a long time and uh, I'm glad that we're we're done. Uh, I can I can kind of live with a little bit more peace now. I'm going to jump on the bandwagon uh, just for the fun of it. Fuck Jason Schwartzman. He's great in Wes Anderson movies, though. We're yeah. not here to shit on no, no. Jason Schwartzman. I'm sure somebody in the comments is going to be, oh, you hate, he's my favorite actor. It's like, come on, just chill. Okay, we're joking around. It's for the bit. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Yeah, it's for the bit. I'm sure he's a great guy. <laughs> I think he's related to the Coppolas or something. I don't know. I know he's related to like... Nick Cage. Who isn't? Everyone's related to the Coppola's. It's he's fine. All right. He's fine. Don't get offended. Okay. Um, I'm going to say funny people is goodler, but I'm also going to say it's too longler. But he plays a douchebag really well in this. Yeah, I would say he's greatler. Movie is too long. Yeah, but um, but goodler. Um, Grown ups. Here we go. This is one I've seen like on in my house, but I've never actually watched it. You're lucky that you've never uh, seen it all in one go. Um, <laughs> I'm going to speed through this one because, you know, we got a lot of shit to talk about in the next little bit here. Yeah, there's um, a lot of stuff a long, to sift through. 
there's a lot of stuff to sit through and we've already been here for about three hours um <laughs> so let's just speed through some of these shit ones um grown-ups is a piece of garbage i think i laughed once um and it wasn't because of schneider james spade rock or sandler um it's not a good movie it's like really really stupid and like if you like this movie that's cool but it's not for me it was yeah this is this is where i was like okay he's really starting to lose it for me Mm -hmm. um yeah this was this was it (sighs) shitler shitler (laughs) i'll agree Alrighty, just go with it let's hear your thoughts on this one i don't i don't like this one um i'm trying to think of redeeming qualities i was trying to because i saw it coming up and like all i can say is is nicole kidman in this she is right yes she is okay redeeming quality nicole kidman um other than that it feels like an excuse for adam sandler to take his friends on a vacation uh he phones it in i don't think there's really any jokes that i even remember from it um the setting's pretty. Uh, there's yeah. some beautiful people in the movie, uh, but that's about it. That's all I have oh, to yeah. say about it. <laughs> I don't know. Let's hear your thoughts. What, what do you think? Okay, well, here's the thing. I watched this one recently. I'm going to also tell you, I, I buy a lot of like Blu-rays and DVDs. Um, what do you call it? Um, like I use DVDs and record stores and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I bought the movie, Me, Myself, and Irene on Blu-ray, and I was really happy because I like that movie. It's not the greatest movie ever. Definitely not the best Jim Carrey, but I like it get home i open it up um just go with it is in there in the fucking case um <laughs> what that's I did a tragedy not get me myself and irene and it wasn't even on blu-ray it was on dvd so that really pissed me off it really oh made me God. upset did um, you go back let's just say i was no i didn't actually because um well mainly i i, I just i didn't know that i could like return it and whatnot and then by the time Fair. i found out, found out it was like way past their like um their time also it's like kind of out of my way and i was like fuck it i don't care um it's a guilty pleasure for me this movie it's it's not good like at all it's really not good but i can find enjoyment in some parts of it there's a few funny parts um but overall it's 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 one of these movies like um do this drink a few times and then watch it and then it'll be a good time for you to okay see this movie. i can That's see that yeah have say. some have some pina coladas you know because it's have tropical some pina coladas, yeah exactly i will say this um this movie though was like a masterpiece when i watched it during the marathon because i woke up early on wednesday i think it was i watched the ridiculous six and then i watched pixels which already pixels compared to ridiculous six that's like pixels seems like monty python compared to ridiculous six and then you watch both of those movies and then you watch just go with it just go with it seems like fucking animal house compared to those ones okay so it just gets Um, better and better in that context yeah i kind of did that on purpose so because like there's a lot of garbage movies i gotta get through so you kind of gotta find a way to adapt to it and to try and enjoy yourself or else I think both of us wouldn't be able to be talking to each other right now. We'd both no, be, yeah. you know, suffering in the hospital from shotgun wounds to the face because, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You got to admit, these movies have not been fun to sit through. Um, no, that's some true. Of them, some of them at least. You, you tortured yourself more one, than I did, and I'm sorry for that. It's okay. It's all right. I, I, a part of me wanted to see these movies just out of curiosity. I'm glad that I did. Um, 
Yeah. The issue I really have with this movie, though, just go with it, is that there was an opportunity for Hart, and in earlier movies, he would have went for it. He would have had funny gags, but he also would have taken, like, the opportunity to, you know, have, like, Hart in his movies. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. He's pretending he's basically making up a fake family so he can marry this girl. Yeah. And he gets his co-worker, Jennifer Aniston, involved, and she brings her kids, and they get involved in it. Um... So that's kind of like an interesting point because these two kids are like upset that they don't have a, a like a father that's like in their lives. The father that they have is absent. So for about the first hour of the movie, they bring it up every now and again. They're like, oh, man, like I wish my dad was like, you know, spend more time with me and all that. And they like start crying about it and they're like upset and it's sad. Um, and then Adam Sandler never really does anything about it. Um, and when he does, he's, he's a jerk about it. Like, he's not like, Hey, like I'll teach you how to swim. He's like, fuck. Okay. You do this and then maybe I'll do this for you. Um, so it kind of goes for the, it goes for the mean jokes instead of the heartwarming. Yeah, exactly. And there's like one nice scene where like he teaches the kid how to swim, but like that was it. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, hey, I love those kids. Like, I, I want to be around you, Jennifer Aniston, all the time. And I want to be around those kids all the time. And I was like, no, you don't, you piece of shit. I'm like, are you <laughs> scamming her now? Like, give me a break. Um, And then it's also the daughter in this movie. Like, it's just something I noticed is that they bring up a couple times. Like, she doesn't eat very much. And I was wondering, like, oh, okay, is this a, something that's going to become like a more serious kind of plot like because it kind of was something where she would look at food and she'd be like i don't want to eat that and i was like this seems like the beginning of like a eating disorder or something like that Mm -hmm. and jennifer aniston also says like i can't get her to eat anything and like when she's around you she eats and whatnot then the next joke that they make about it is adam sandler forcing her to eat which is like okay that doesn't sit well um yeah and then they never mention it again so there was a pretty mature, like, potentially funny thing that they could have done. Well, not funny, but, like, heartwarming thing that they could have done mm-hmm. there where they could have been, like, um, they could have made it, like, this um, this nice little thing in the movie that kind of hints at something a little bit more serious. Yeah, a little bit of a character arc and stuff. Yeah, and, and, and touching on something serious. And, I mean, like, Adam Sandler, despite doing all of these, like, very tonally incon- – not tonally inc- – politically incorrect, like, things with, like, Rob Schneider and whatnot, he can do, like, some good stuff. Like, I mean, 51st States, he handled stuff well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was also in Hawaii. So, you know, why not? You're in the same location. Why not do some of the same shit? Yeah. Um, but he didn't really do it very well. He just He just – kind of it the movie basically just forgot about it and um i didn't like that i thought that that was cheap and it was just it was just disappointing because it's like come on like you you had such an opportunity there um and then i was trying i had the dvd so i looked and tried to see if there were any deleted scenes i couldn't find any maybe stuff got cut out of this movie but um i don't know i'm gonna say guilty pleasure but it is definitely badler yeah, I'm going to say Badler. Uh, I might have some pina coladas next time I watch it, though. <laughs> yeah, I might have some uh, moonshine when I have this one, t- when I see this one, too. Because that's uh, this is one that I, I, you really need to be nice and toasty drunk to enjoy this. You want to say the next movie we're talking about? All I'm going to say is Dunkachino. It's Jack and Jill. This movie sucks. 
I feel yeah, like this movie's been dunked on so much. Should we just move on? Because there's not really much we can say about this. It's you know? Badler. It's Badler. It's, sh- it's Shitler. Yeah. All right. It's worse I'm, than Shitler. <laughs> I'm know? comfortable to move on. I'm comfortable to move on, too. I, I, I'm not even, even going to address the fact that... Al, well, I am by saying I'm not going to address it, but Al Pacino's in this movie. Like, what the fuck, dude? Um, it must have been a big paycheck. Must have been. I mean, how much did this movie cost? This movie cost... I don't know how uh, this movie cost $79 million to make. I'm assuming about 30 of that was Al Pacino's paycheck. Anyway, moving on. This movie's shit. Uh, Shitler. <laughs> yes. That's My Boy is Next, which you have not seen, Greg. No. I, I, I've seen, like, the beginning of it. I think my dad was watching it one day, and I was like, what is this? Oh, it's That's My Boy. I'm gonna leave the room. <laughs> You know what? Good on you for leaving the room. Um, I'm the idiot who turned this movie on, so uh, that was my bad. Um, Thank you for you your seen... service. No worries. I think you. <laughs> I think you haven't seen the next few Adam Sandler movies, and I unfortunately have. So um, yeah, you're gonna have to tell me about them. Alrighty, that's my boy. Holy shit! Um, this movie. You know what? I really didn't mind this movie. I think I saw it in high school, and this is like a guilty pleasure. Like you got to be really drunk to see this movie. Hmm. Um, especially after Jack and Jill, this movie is actually like, you know, decent compared to Jack and Jill. It's decent. Okay. Um, terrible movie. Like obviously. Um, but it's not like the worst thing ever. Um, one of his better movies. That is better than Grown Ups. Might be better than just go with it. I'm not 100% sure on that. But there are some raunchy jokes that are actually really funny. So I'll give it that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do like Andy Samberg. So I might like one day just like if I wanted, if I want something yeah. to watch in the background, I might put that on then. I thought it was going to be terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. This is one that I kind of like. You got to have to understand like it's terrible. I find a lot of these Adam Sandler movies. I didn't hate as much as I thought I would. Like even like Grown Ups too, like pixels ridiculous six like i didn't hate them as much as i thought i would but the thing is when you sit down to watch a movie you know is going to be terrible it's kind of hard to really be all that upset about it because yeah that's true i mean you're kind of doing it yourself like you're kind of you go into it with no expectation you go into it with expecting the worst movie ever made and you're the one responsible for turning it on i mean like you hate it. That's kind of on you, you know? It's got to like, be really bad to even ruin those expectations. Right? Like, so, yeah. It's got to, like, insult you. It's got to be, like, Greg Kondrak, you are a piece of shit. <laughs> like, that, like, most movies, I don't think. Yeah, I'd have to, like, call me out. Yeah. Be like, you know, Matt Hall, like, you are an idiot. <laughs> You're stupid, you know? Like, it's like, okay, man, like, why? But. This one I really didn't uh, dislike. I think Vanilla Ice was in it at one point. Huh. Yeah. It's, you know this movie is going to be bad. I mean, if you're expecting anything else. That's Joke's on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joke's on you. Yeah. Alrighty. Hotel Transylvania. I only saw the first one, but I saw it back in the day in like uh, middle school or something like that. I really mm. liked it. It's a it's a very fun movie. It's very lighthearted. It's a great kids movie, and I've heard that the other two uh, installments in this franchise have actually been pretty good as well. Okay, that's the thing, man. I think Adam Sandler he can do a lot of voices. He should maybe try doing some voice work. Yeah, that's true. That's a that's an interesting point. I will say anecdotally, my dad loves these movies. He's a big fan of animation, so 
definitely it's it's worth a watch yeah. if you like that kind of thing oh yeah no for sure and the animation is pretty nice to look at too um and he's got good vocal talent i mean like he's got andy sandberg and he's got selena gomez helping him out as well as his crew you know kevin james all that shit mm. um yeah it's it, these are good movies um i wish i had more to say about them i don't really remember the first one that well but i do remember liking it so uh i would recommend it especially yeah. if you hate adam sandler but and you want to give him a second chance like this might be his thing so um there you go yeah i'll watch that for halloween okay grown-ups too oh boy <laughs> it's not it's not as bad as i thought it would be but it's still horrible you know like it's not like, I had those expectations. I went into it like, fuck, this movie looks horrible. It's kind of hard to hate when you are responsible for turning it on. Um, I you took, did this to yourself. I kept track of <laughs> I did. I did do this to myself. Um, still the same shit, you know, jokes that don't land, jokes that are stupid, fart jokes. Nick Swardson's annoying. Um, Rob Schneider's not in this movie, which was kind of, you know, a relief. Um <laughs> but it's also kind of sad that even Rob Schneider was like, you know what? No, like I don't want to actually. <laughs> um, you know, that kind of says a lot about this movie. Steve Buscemi has a big role in this movie. Like for an Adam Sandler movie, he has a really big role in this. And it's like, whoa. Um, mm. Yeah. This movie's not good. I just genuinely don't remember this movie very well. And I saw it about two days ago. Um, and it sucks too because Adam Sandler has a scene at the end of this movie that's actually really sweet and it's immediately ruined by a fart joke just undercutting any emotional attachment yeah <laughs> exactly exactly um i yeah. will say these grown-ups movies do look like a fun time to make like he's basically just hanging out with his friends so oh yeah good for him exactly <laughs> it's, it's great that he's having a good time with kevin james and david spade and uh the other guy, Chris Rock. I can't believe mm. I forgot his name for a minute. Um, <laughs> but um, I was talking to a friend of mine. He said the thing he likes about these movies that Adam Sandler makes is that the people like in these movies are genuinely best friends. Mm -hmm. And like, it is nice. It is kind of endearing to watch like friends hang out, but it's not, it doesn't translate well to just watching it. It's kind of annoying. Um, okay. Yeah. Especially when Nick Swardson is playing a schizophrenic. Uh, schizophrenic. It's weird. It's not. It's not funny. Um, it's just annoying and loud. Yikes! Hurts my ears. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Then we got Blended, which is Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. I never saw it, but um, it didn't Me look neither. great. Although yeah. I think it's. I think it's supposed to be better than his like recent movies. Okay. Um, it's still not very good. Um, and then we got men, women, and children. This is one I was, I've always been curious to see this movie because I heard Adam Sandler was really good in it. And I will just, I'll just say this right off the bat. He's really good in this movie. He's, um, you know, he's like, I think he's like addicted to porn. I like how I said, I saw this yesterday and I'm not certain. There's um, been such a bombardment on the senses the past yeah. few days. <laughs> I think he's. Yeah, exactly. I think he's he's got a porn addiction, and then he starts cheating on his wife. Um, okay. Played by Rosemary Duet. There's a lot of people in this movie. Like, Dean Norris from Breaking Bad is in this movie. So is Judy Greer. Oh. So is Caitlin Deaver, uh, or Dever. I don't know how you say her name. The girl from Booksmart mm -hmm. and Unbelievable. She's great, and I really like her, and I want to see her in more stuff. Um, 
also this is one i wanted to see yeah um i will say though it's not a very good movie um it's trying to talk about like the internet the dangers of the internet and it's just not really super like interesting to watch it feels kind of you know like meh and i think it was supposed to be kind of a comedy drama but it didn't feel very funny and the drama it just felt like yikes like you know it just felt like really kind of self-serious and uh just kind of lame you know just kind of lame and then i don't know if it's trying to say i don't know if it's trying to say like the internet is bad because that's kind of what it feels like and a lot of people who have reviewed it are like, yeah. Yeah, that's such a, like, bland take as well. It's like the boomer take of, like, mm-hmm. internet bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, like, afterwards, and then what it also seems like it's saying, like, trying to prevent people from using the internet is also bad, which, like, I get that. Like, I feel like there's a happy medium to both. I'm going to say also Jennifer Garner is really bad in this movie. Like, it's... damn is really weird. She is not good in this movie at all. Um and yeah, I will say though Adam Sandler though his part. Also, it's like interconnected stories and I don't know what they have to do with each other. Like there's not like one theme. It's like there's like uh, like cyberbullying kind of with like Ansel Elgort and then there's, you know, he's like his mom left him and then you know, Adam Sandler and Rosemary Duet are like cheating on each other. I don't fucking know what's going on in this movie. It's weird. It's really weird. It, it's like all over the place. I don't know what this movie was trying to say. It seems like the message is like, fuck the internet, but it's also like, no, maybe the internet wants to fuck you. Maybe I want that. You know, <laughs> take that. It's also directed by Jason Reitman, who can do much better. And he's mm. been doing this. Uh, he hasn't been the greatest lately, which is disappointing because I like back in the day, like up in the air was a movie I loved. And now it just seems like those days of like Juno and thank you for yeah. smoking. I think he directed that one, too. Seems like those days are over. Um, But yeah, hopefully he'll be doing some better stuff. I think he's doing the new Ghostbusters movie. Um, All right. Same thing, though. I, I, I feel like I'm getting a little off track here. This movie, we're talking about it because of Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler is amazing in this. He has a scene where he um, confronts his wife about the cheating, and he doesn't say a word, and it's really, really powerful. Um, yeah, he just he just walks up to the bar, and he just takes a second, and then he just looks at her and walks away. And it is, it's really amazing. Like, it's, it's amazing how much he can do with saying so little. Um, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. Badler? Goodler? Uh, forgetler. Um, forgetler. <laughs> forgetler, yeah. This Fair is enough. one, it's fine. It's middler. Very, very middler. Um, if, if, if you were to say, is this okay or is this meh, I would say meh. Um, All right. The cobbler... It's one I bet nobody's ever heard of, and it makes sense why. It's I looked up a... the poster, and I was like, what? Yeah. this. Guess who directed this movie? Uh, I have no idea. The guy who directed Spotlight. What? Yeah. This is the movie, the guy who directed Spotlight. This is the movie he made before Spotlight. Um, okay. Weird. Um, well, I guess you got to cut your teeth at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, look, I, Adam Sandler got nominated for a Razzie for this movie. I don't think he deserved to be nominated for a Razzie. I don't think this movie's that bad. Um, 
it's not very good, but I was watching it before we started doing this uh this chat and I thought it was okay. I thought it was fine. Um mm. Yeah. It's just like it's whatever, man. It's just one of these <laughs> things where I'm like yeah. It just If only listeners could see how disappointed you look. <laughs> I just I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman was in this in one part. Method Man was in this. Ellen Barkin, Steve Buscemi. Like, I just... Uh... And this, the funny thing is, too, out of all the movies I've watched, this is actually probably one of the better ones. Like, in terms of the bad movies, this is one of the better ones. I mm. wouldn't even say this is ba- this bad. You know what? I have to say it's bad. I mean, like, just thinking about it, it is bad. Um, but it's like a, sl- a slight step above all the other shit that he's done. So, I mean, there we go. Um, <laughs> it just sucks because like he's done some good shit like oh my god dude like man he's done some good shit and now he's doing this crap like he literally just did men women and children and now he's doing this or maybe it was the other mm. way around but either way he he does dramatic stuff he does a really good job with it and then he goes back to this comic garbage and it's a fucking annoyance it's really annoying um this movie has some heart in it. It's not even the worst. I don't know why I'm bagging on this movie. Out of all the movies I could bag on, this is like the least one to bag on. But It's the one you watched recently, though, right? It's the one I watched recently. I think it's just that's yeah. the thing. Pixels is the next one I'm going to move on to. Um, the feelings are raw, though. The feelings are very raw. I'm actually, you know what? I'm actually angry right now. Like, I'm actually irritated. Um and we've been we've been talking about Sandler for the last like three hours. I mean, it makes sense because Jesus Christ, dude, this guy's done so many movies. It's true. And a lot of them ain't good. A lot of them ain't good. Um, <laughs> like I told you, I told you, I watched School of Rock in the middle of this marathon, and School of Rock is one of my favorite movies as it is. But watching it, I'm like, dude, this is Citizen Kane. It was like a breath of fresh air. I imagine. Yeah. My God, I'm like Jack Black is the next Daniel Day Lewis man. Like he's just he's so good. Um, and I think Adam Sandler is a good actor, but Jesus, dude, this is weird. Some this bad movies. Weird. Um, yeah, Pixels. We've just kind of unceremoniously moved on to. Oh, good God, look, Pixels is. Pixels, I didn't even hate that much because I watched it right after The Ridiculous Six. And um, Kevin James plays the president. And that's funny. <laughs> I mean, everyone shits on that. I think that's kind of funny that he plays the president. <laughs> Out of all of his friends that could play the president, I feel like he's the most appropriate, you know? Yeah, that's true. You know, like, I mean, who's else is going to play the president? Rob Schneider? Like, give me a fucking break. No, David yeah. Spade? Maybe, but not really. Not re- Kevin James is... Everyone gives him shit. He's like the most likable out of all this, like all these people. Like he's other than Sandler, like he's pretty like fine, mm-hmm. you know. I do nice like the him. idea of them as a duo. Yeah, exactly, and I and I like the idea that he's turning over a new leaf and is trying to do some more dramatic stuff now. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of proud. Um, I don't know why he chose to play a neo-Nazi in his new movie, but I support it. It's cool. <laughs> Not um, the neo-Nazi, but the. <laughs> The actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> doing. <laughs> yeah. Doing something different is like, you know, I, I support that. Um, yes. I agree. Yeah, hey, it's ballsy. It's ballsy. It's I ballsy. It's good. Um, but yeah, no, just this movie, it just, it's a big budget. And I'm going to be honest, when the action is happening in this movie, it's fun to watch. But, <laughs> um, 
holy shit, this movie is so fucking lame. Like, it's just... I like how I just took a second and stopped talking because I just needed to chill for a minute. Yeah, no, I'm keeping that in. My my, my blood pressure is, is getting a little high here. This is gold. This is some the budget was somewhere between eighty eight and one hundred and twenty nine million dollars, and holy, just it shows. It's movie looks. I'm not gonna lie, this movie looks good. Like it's a good looking movie, but um, it just it feels like um, I never saw that movie Geostorm, but this movie feels like. Uh, Pixels is like Adam Sandler's pix. Okay, Adam Sandler's Pixels is what Geostorm was for Roland Emmerich, where it's just this big budget movie with great special effects, with just feels like no passion behind it. Um, that's what Geostorm looked like, and I think I, based on the reviews, that's kind of what it sounds like too. I think you touched on something that made me not want to watch a lot of these. And I'm sorry, again, that you went through this. Um, it's it's the lack of passion. Like, even just seeing clips and trailers is like, they like a lot of these, yeah. the, the dregs of his career do feel passionless. Yeah. And we're about to get into the worst one. Oh, also, if you haven't been able to tell, Pixels is bad. I think I said it too, Badler. Um, Badler. We're going to go right back to Shitler, though, with uh, The Ridiculous Six. <laughs> Um, what even is this just like a western parody (sighs) yes dude i'm close to tears right now all right like i'm about to cry more than i cried during click in a minute here (laughs) just think of the the golden pot at the end that is uncut gems (laughs) i know uncut gems i gotta watch that tonight because that's gonna make all this better just I wanted to end it like this Adam Sandler marathon on Uncut Gems, but I ended it on the cobbler. What a what a piss poor way to end a goddamn marathon. Yeah, oh. that's a mistake. Look, I'm a big fan of westerns. Okay, well, not a big fan, but I do really like them, and Agreed. I haven't seen a lot of them, but I love the ones that I've seen. Tarantino does some great stuff with them. I I, I love some of the older ones. I love Kirk yeah. Douglas and some of the westerns that he's done. Hmm. If anybody didn't like A Million Ways to Die in the West, watch The Ridiculous Six and um, <laughs> A Million Ways to Die in the West looks like fucking Unforgiven. All wow. Right? <laughs> this movie is so bad. It's so stupid. It has a 0% um, rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And honestly, that's kind of generous. Yikes. Um, it should be in the <laughs> negatives. It should be in the negatives. It should be like negative 60%. Wow. Um, it is just, it's so, and you know why? Because this movie feels like nothing. The thing that really bugs me, it's its not even that he's making jokes and they're not landing. Mm. It doesn't feel like there are any jokes in this movie. Wow. So it's not even worth like a hate watch. <sighs> it feels like nothingness. Like it just feels like nothingness. Saying this is Shitler is actually giving it something, you know? At least, because at least then it would be bad. This is just like, there's nothing. There's one (laughs) funny-ish part with like John Turturro where he's like playing baseball and he's kind of like making up the rules as he goes along. And it's funny because it's John Turturro, but that is it. That is it. And it is not enough to save this movie. That scene is bad. And But compared to the rest of the movie, it seems like a really funny scene. Wow. 
Um, All right, Schittler. Schittler it is. Schittler, yes. Please take over talking about the do-over because I'm... I All I can say, do-over, I didn't really like it, uh, but Adam Sandler and David Spade make for a cool duo. Felt like SNL again. They That's do. the most they I can say about it. Duo. I'd you, still I say it's... they get a lot of like pairing... Like they don't mm. have a lot of scenes together in his filmography, so you know. Yeah, that that's fun about it. Uh, if you're a fan of both their old SNL stuff, maybe you'll get a kick out of this. But I'm I'm gonna just <sighs> say it's Badler. I'm I'm not. I, I saw this years ago. I think there was like a casino reference, and it was not really funny. Um, yeah, let's yeah let's move on. Uh, Badler. <laughs> uh, Sandy Wexler. Neither of us. Neither saw of that. us saw. Yeah, and, I'm gonna um, just say it's Badler though, based on on the the poster on Netflix. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, very very much so. And you know what? Um, why don't we clean up the shit before we get into the last three things that are actually good by Adam Sandler? Um, okay. The week of, I got through the the first 45 minutes of the week of, and I was like, you know what? Why don't I watch like The Cobbler or something else? Um, this movie's not funny. It's just boring. It's lame. Um, there's one funny part, but that's about it. Um, I, I chuckled once and I rolled my eyes twice. I kept track. Um, <laughs> that's the first 45 minutes. So there you go. Murder mystery. Okay. I'm going to say honestly, after the do over ridiculous six, Sandy Wexler, all that shit. Murder mystery actually feels like a gem. Um, huh. It's an actual movie. It feels like an actual movie. Yeah. The thing I can appreciate about like, see the thing, like the reason I like, murder mystery and like pixels way more than i like fucking ridiculous six is that it feels like they're actually trying to make jokes and even if they don't land it feels like they're trying to make jokes it's um, the effort it's the effort yeah murder mystery also was directed by kyle newichuk who directed game over man which i fucking hated so mm. this kind of was at least not horrible it was like it was not good it's a it's i would even say it's badler but it's not as badler as you know um game over man was or is or shitler that movie's terrible and it starred like the trio from workaholics um this one kind of felt like stepping a better attempt by kyle newichuk and by uh by adam sandler so for that i can say thank you adam sandler and kyle <laughs> newichuk for not making me want to shoot myself and at least making this movie under nine minutes, unlike The Ridiculous Six, which is two hours long. Wow. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, okay. I'm going to take a short break, and you can talk about the Meyerowitz stories while I try and get into a more positive headspace. <laughs> um. <laughs> I love the Meyerowitz stories. I've only seen, this is, other than Marriage Story, this is the only other uh, Noah Baumbach film i've seen and oh really oh wow yeah i've really liked it i i think his you know the whole i'm getting the idea of kind of his artist statement as of like dissatisfied upper class families and and the yeah kind of the way their relationships fall apart often because of like a big ego like the yeah the central ego around this one is dennis hoffman or dustin yes. hoffman his character oh, yeah. Um, but Adam Sandler's, he plays like kind of like, um, I don't know, a father who's uncomfortable with moving on, you know, whether that's from his daughter or from the relationship with his brother or from, Mm -hmm. uh, his father's potential, you know, death. 
Um, and he played yeah. it well. There's a lot of subtleties to his performance. I bought oh, yeah. it. He completely disappeared. Absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. I I, don't, I definitely saw Danny Meyerowitz. I think that was his name, right, Danny? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really like him in this movie, and I really like Ben Stiller, too. Ben Stiller I really like as an actor, yeah. and I think, I think he works the best with Noah Baumbach. I really didn't care for while we're young but um greenberg with noah bombach as well um it's a really good movie and ben stiller is like really fucking annoying in it but like that's kind of the point and he can be a good performer when he works with uh people like yeah. Noah bombach and i think him and sandler had like really good chemistry especially with dustin hoffman um I just love the opening scene of this movie where it's just Adam Sandler and he's just driving, trying to find a uh, parking spot. Yeah. It just feels so natural. Like it doesn't, it feels like Danny Meyerowitz driving around in a car and you just, you're just interested in watching it. It's um, completely likable. And like the, that feeling of trying to find parking in a city is so oh, relatable of like, yeah. I don't know. Cause he gets pissed off, but also like he's still being a good dad. You know, yeah. I, I think that kind of sold like right off the bat. You get the characters like he's he's a great dad, but he's oh, yeah. got some problems, too. And he's he's dissatisfied. That's the thing, too. I think like in real life, Adam Sandler's probably like an amazing father. And that always kind of comes through in his work and whatnot. He just seems like he'd be a good father in all of his movies. Um, yeah. Also, I have to say, I'm just so glad that we're finally talking about the good shit. Oh, my God. Oh, this one. This one I'll firmly say is Greatler. Like, I'll definitely. This is Greatler. Oh, yes. Yeah. I have a letterbox page now. Um, And this is I made a top 10 list of the best Adam Sandler movies. And this is like number three. Yeah, um, it belongs there. Meyerowitz stories. Yeah. Greatler. Absolutely greatler. This is and I'm really starting to like Noah Baumbach's work. Um, I, My first um impression with him was while we're young and i just it might have been at the age i saw it. i just didn't really love it and then i saw margo at the wedding which is like genuinely regarded as like not his best movie um so that also and he has he does this thing where he puts characters in his movies that are kind of unlikable um yeah and who are annoying and like hard to kind of sit with and i after i saw marriage story i kind of was like you know what i'm on board um, he gets really good performances out of people. I did not know Scarlett Johansson was that good of an actress. Um, and I loved her in that movie. Um, and then also looking back on her career, I'm like, obviously she is Jojo Rabbit, Lost in Translation. You know? Yeah, but you're right. I think no, Bombach, at least from what I've seen, he's great at getting an unexpected even performance out of people. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect from from Sandler in this, but it what you get, I I didn't expect. So, I. <sighs> Full credit yeah. goes to Sandler, of course, because it's his performance. But I think Bombach's story really serves his his type of acting really well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing, man, is that um, he's worked with some really good directors, Adam Sandler. He's worked with Bombach. He's worked with Jason Reitman. He's worked with James L. Brooks. He's worked with Paul Thomas Anderson. It's mm-hmm. a shame the movies with Reitman and Brooks were not very good. But the thing is, is that if he had been in a better movie by those directors, because they are good directors and they do, Mm -hmm. do, they have made great movies. If he was in one of the better movies, he definitely could have fit right in and done like a really good job. And I think we'll get into this maybe like more in our analytical part of this series is that, um, or in this discussion, um, Mm -hmm. 
is that I mean, it's going to be a series now with all this material. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> is that he, I think there's a baggage that people have attached to him. Just looking at him, they're like, oh yeah, that's the funny guy. That's Adam Sandler. And it's a shame because he could do really great stuff and he kind of gets tied down to that, which really isn't his fault necessarily. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely agree. This move, this movie is greatler. Yeah. Firmly greatler. Oh yeah. Already. A hundred percent fresh. This was a surprise to me. I wasn't looking forward to it at all. I don't know why I got in my head that like, oh, he's doing stand up. He's, he's not going to be as good as he was before. This is probably my favorite of his stand up. Like I was so shocked when I watched it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. The first half of it, I wasn't a huge fan of. And you know what I think it was is that I was expecting this to be like a, he's going to be on one stage mm. doing a set. And then it kind of felt like it was kind of all over the place with the editing where he just kind of was like, he's here and now he's in a bar and now he's on in the subway. And now he's in a stadium. You're and right. Now he's, and it just was that kind of, I, that I did not like. It um, had a documentary vibe, but stand up yeah. content. Yeah. That's exactly how I would describe it. Yeah. I've never seen a special like that. Yeah. And that, that's kind of a cool thing is that it is different, but at the same time, um, it would have been nice if it was just like, you know, like a little bit more clean, but, um, yeah, I would like to see just the, like one entire set of his from, from that, you know, exactly. Um, but I will say, um, I, the first half of this, I kind of shut it off. And then like, I watched it when we were going to start, like, uh, when we were talking about doing this episode, I watched the second half and I really, really loved it. This is the one time I actually really appreciated seeing Rob Schneider. Um, yes, that bit was hilarious. Yeah. It really <laughs> oh my was. God. I did not expect that the, when he yeah. floated in. That was, that's like, that was a great joke. Yeah. It was really funny and it wasn't like tacky or stupid or anything like that. No. It was just, um, no, it was, it was good. It wasn't like bad. It was just nice. Yeah. And um, it also like, it fit into the whole theme of the show being kind of like a retrospective on his life, which gave it a lot of heart for a comedy special. Like, even though there's lots of dumb dick jokes and, and <laughs> stupid jokes in there, but like the core of it is like looking back at what a good life he's had. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's the thing. Like he has a really good, he's really good at making good songs and like mm-hmm. with, uh, growing old with you and wedding singer, forgetful Lucy and 51st dates. Yeah. You haven't really seen him do that lately, you know, which is kind of like a shame because he has a lot of talent. He did like the Christmas song and the Hanukkah song on SNL too. Yeah. Which is, like, Thanksgiving song. Yeah. He's done a lot of great stuff. Um, and it's just a shame he doesn't really do it as much anymore. So it was nice to see him just do that, like just yeah. go on and just do this musical comedy and Bar Mitzvah Boy, and the it was really like fun and it's very yeah. catchy. Keys, and then wallet, did, phone. That that's one. what I was just gonna say. That one, <laughs> phone, wallet, keys. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. Oh man, that was such a funny song. Like holy hell. Um, and when I saw him with like the like hoodie on and he was gonna rap, I was like, ah oh, shit, this is gonna be cringy. No, but it, it wasn't. Yeah, wasn't. it really was actually very good. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, this was a pleasant surprise. The best um, part was the Farley song. Easily, like I was sitting easily. here at like eight a.m. shedding tears over that. That was amazing. Yeah. It's it's really it's a really really sweet song, and I believe he did it on SNL when he hosted, and mm. 
we didn't talk about like talking about that episode. I don't know if you saw it when he hosted, but um, I don't think I did. I was I was lucky enough to see it, and he was hilarious. It was so nice to see him go back to SNL and do sketches. He did like some good ones where he was like a uh, he was a guy who um, I, I don't know how to describe this. He he did he arranged like vacations for people, and he was like, just remember if you're sad in in Albuquerque and you come to Italy, Italy is not going to make you happy. So <laughs> don't blame it on us, you know. Like leave your sadness at home. Don't that's come funny, here, you know. Sad you in Albuquerque is sad you in Italy. It's the same thing. There's no difference of location. <laughs> it's you that's the problem. Um, and then the, there was like the they did like the Jim Carrey family reunion. They did like the Adam Sandler family reunion, Aww. which was pretty funny. And I think uh, Sean Mendez made an appearance in that because he was the one doing the uh, the musical guest that night, which I think was fun. But um, yeah, no, he he's he's great, and like with these little bits of humor and whatnot, I think it might work better because like I mean, I like the southerner, southern, the excited southerner. Um, mm-hmm. but Bobby Boucher or Bobby Buffet, I don't remember. What it was yeah, about. something like that. You can't really do it for 98 minutes. It's kind of a little tacky and a little annoying. Um, but these little bits, these little songs, these little characters, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I feel that. There were there some great bits, some classics in there, a lot oh, yeah. of emotion. Uh, it's It was so tragic seeing two, like, kind of when he's playing the guitar for the Farley song and you see kind of how old he's gotten. And in the back, there's all these young pictures of him and Farley. It's just, it's just so sad. Like yeah. it really made you think about the life that could have been. Um, so exactly. yeah, I, I really appreciated that. It was really good. Oh yeah, no, for sure. And I, I mean, like I haven't watched um, a ton of Chris Farley stuff, but I do the other day, actually, while we were watching the, these Adam Sandler movies, I do have the DVD of like the best of Chris Farley on SNL. Oh, really? Yeah, I watched it. I was so lucky to find it in like a used DVD store for like a really good price. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm getting this. Um, That's obviously, awesome. you know, Matt Foley, motivational speaker, and Chippendales are some of the funniest yeah. sketches ever. Um, but just, it's so nice to like sit down and watch some like really good sketch comedy from that era. Cause like his era with like, you know, like even Rob Schneider was funny on SNL. Yeah. And, like, you know, David Spade and Chris Rock and all those people. You know, they were good. and it What was a powerhouse. Nice to, yeah. And it's a shame, like, when I watch, like, Tommy Boy nowadays, I'm like, man, he could have done something dramatic because he has some dramatic weight in uh, Tommy Boy, Chris Farley, I mean. Mm-hmm. And he could have... He could have done something good. He could have done a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Um, he was originally supposed to be Shrek, which that would have been interesting. Um, but it's it's a shame that we lost him so soon. Um but yeah, it was it was a really really sweet tribute to see Adam Sandler uh, sing a song about Chris Farley. Really sweet, and um, a lot of like the reception has been very positive with that. I mean, obviously, I mean, I don't think anybody's enough of a piece of shit to shit on a tribute song to somebody. No, um, yeah, but it really like perfectly encapsulates his uh, tr- his legacy and whatnot. A lot to appreciate with that one. Mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, 100% Fresh was Greatler. That's one of my favorite of his. 100% Greatler, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Very. It's a very good, uh, and it's all, I just love that it's called 100% Fresh, because it almost feels like his jab at being like, yeah, I know, okay, I know you hate my movies, let's just... Yeah. 
Let's move on. Are you ready for the big one? Oh, I'm very ready for the big one. I was just going to say, and last but not least, um, Uncut Gems. What a movie. What a movie this is. Um, I've never been so stressed at a movie theater. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been so excited to see a movie and it not disappoint me. In fact, it to like actually exceed my expectations that were already sky high. Mm -hmm. This movie, like I've told you before, I don't like talking about like um, movies that have just come out in this high regard, but I think it could be one of my favorite movies. Like one day I feel like, I feel like I could be like, you know, 75 and talking to my grandkids and then be like, grandpa, what's your favorite movie? And be be like uncut gems with Adam Sandler. You know, like I could definitely see that because this movie just has everything I would want in the movie. It has a comedian doing an amazing dramatic performance. Mm -hmm. It has, it's, it's stressful, but it's also, it's got some moments of humor. It's uh, got gorgeous women. Um, Mm -hmm. It has great villain. Um, Great tension. Great tension, great drama, great even romance. There's mm-hmm. a dramatic monologue in it that's really badass. He has like a quote that's a quote or two that's like really cool that you can quote and it's not like the fuck are you talking about? Well, it kind <laughs> of is because nobody's like Uncut Gems is so quotable. It's not. I don't really like movies that are just like quotable, but this one has like a couple of lines. So you're like, that's a cool line. Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely yeah. been meme too. Like the, this is how I win. Like, yeah, that stuff. Like it's, it's culturally significant yeah. already. Yeah. And I love that. I love the line when he's talking to Adina Menzel and he's like, Hey, it, it means nothing. It meant nothing. Come on. Give me another shot. Like, I love that line so mm-hmm. much. I love that monologue he does in front of KG at the end, that this is how I win monologue. That's yeah. a really good part. And I feel like it, I can't help but feel like when I'm talking about it to you right now, I, I can't do it enough of a service. I feel like I, we can talk about this for an hour and I wouldn't talk about it enough. Yeah. I think this one will deserve like a, a serious revisit for like a Safty Bros kind of retrospective but in just considering like sandler's performance i think it's kind of the whole synthesis of everything that made him good was like this nervous energy that that impulsive nature that that pent-up rage like it all comes together so well to serve a great story about a man who keeps fucking up yeah and that's the thing too this performance couldn't be done by anybody else in my Mm -mm. opinion i think that he's really really good in this movie um i don't i can't see anybody else doing this i heard a rumor i don't know if it's true that jonah hill was supposed to play howard ratner they wanted adam sandler he said no back in like 2012 or 2009 something like that wow they got jonah hill attached and then he ended up dropping it because they got adams and then they got adam sandler i can't see jonah hill doing this like i just can't Um, no i think it would have been yeah no just it would have been a completely different energy yeah and it's just he's just so good in this movie, Adam Sandler. Um, I can think about this movie so much just because there's so much about this. It's just, just good. Like you said, everything that just makes him a good performer is in this movie and you can just appreciate it all. Um, even the fact that he's like annoying as hell fits the movie because it's like, that's the main thrust of the movie is that he keeps doing the worst, making the worst decision and doing the most annoying thing. And he's so unlikable, Mm. And that's yeah. why he's such a fuck up. That's the thing too, is that he's unlikable, but at the same time, you do want him to succeed. Like you don't yeah. want him to die. You no. know, you want him to, you want him to live and you want him to have a good like life and you want him to be okay. But 
it's you know, inevitable that he is just going to run himself into his grave. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, which he does. Haha. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. That, and that's the thing, you know, like he was doing an interview with Brad Pitt on uh, actors on actors. And he said like, you know, like, Oh, I haven't really played a, a character this unlikable. And Brad Pitt was like, no, he's not. He's not unlikable. He, the, we care about him. He's so likable. Um, and it's just, I don't know a lot of people that can make this work. He's really, really good here. And I just, I like, I just, I don't know. Like it makes me sad. He didn't get nominated for an Oscar because I mean, like I definitely, I think this is one of the best performances of last year easily. Yeah. And it's just a shame that nobody ever like that, that. This movie didn't get a single nomination at the Oscars. Like, okay. You don't want to nominate Sandler fine, but like nothing else was yeah worth, like the editing was was not wasn't worth acknowledging like come on it was really perfectly executed in in every yeah. way exactly i would like to see this movie with uh sandler's troop though like as the cast just as a <laughs> just as a joke i feel like it would be a really funny five minute sketch yeah um, who would you cast i would okay i i actually really thought about this it would be Shaq as the basketball player right um it would be Chris Rock is the Monty. Okay. <laughs> um, it would be. It would still be Julia Fox and Nadina Menzel because he's constantly with women way more beautiful than he is. So true. That fits. Um, as Arno the Larn- the Lone Shark, it would be Kevin James. <laughs> um, and as his goons, it would be David Spade and Nick Swardson. Of course. <laughs> as Gooey, the father-in-law, it would be John Turturro. Nice. I would love that. You know, yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> as there's this one scene where there's like these two guys, like they, they're like these shorter kind of like weird, like white frizzy haired kind of guys and they're yeah. looking for money and whatnot. They come looking for money and they're like, Hey, you like ripped us off. I see that with like Steve Buscemi in that role. <laughs> like I see him, uh, yeah. like in the costume from big daddy, like the homeless character. Like, so I was like, Hey, you, uh, you ripped me off there. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, of course, of course, <laughs> I, I I feel like I, I you you can guess who I'm going to say. You know that guy who's like orange, who's at the hotel, the casino at the very end of the movie, right? Rob Schneider, of course, he loves being painted. <laughs> he does. You be that's who I see in this movie. Just give him I'm, a fake ass tan. <laughs> exactly. But I'm glad that um you know. They went with, you know, the actual cast of this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Obviously, they wouldn't have ever went with Rob Schneider, obviously. No, but, but that'd make yeah. a fantastic sketch. That would be a fantastic sketch, even though, like, half of those actors, I'm like, fuck this guy. It would make a really good sketch. But um, this movie is... um Spectacular. <laughs> that's That's actually, yeah, spectacular. <laughs> this movie is actually spectacular. And... I couldn't recommend it enough. I think this is, I think this is the best movie Adam Sandler has been in. Like as in, uh, I'm not saying it's the best Adam Sandler movie because like Adam Sandler has his own kind of genre, which is like, despite all these shitty movies that he's made, it is kind of cool that you say Adam Sandler movie and you think of a very specific type of like characters and energy and tone that's different than any other movie that there is. That's true. Um, but if we're talking like objectively speaking in terms of movies that Adam Sandler has appeared in and acted in, this is his best movie. And in terms of the best characters he's played, 
this is the best character he's played like ever. Howard Ratner has a lot to unpack and nobody else could have done it the way Adam Sandler does. It's true. Words really can't do it justice. It's, it's a must watch even like for people who hate Adam Sandler. Cause that, Absolutely. that will honestly just contribute to the, the enjoyment of the movie. Cause he is, he's hateable. Yeah. I would, I would definitely say if you hate Adam Sandler and you don't think he can do drama, give this movie a shot. Just give it one shot. Give it 10 minutes. And I guarantee you, you will change your mind. Agreed. And that's that, everybody. Just about every Adam Sandler movie and our reactions to them. Be sure to come back to the following episode because we'll be ranking our favorite movies, top threes, dissecting his strengths and weaknesses as a performer a little bit more in depth, and also ranking his best haircuts. So you can't miss that. For now, you can find us on halconmedia.com. You can also find the rest of our episodes on Spotify. We're on YouTube. And be sure to follow us on Instagram for updates at Greg and Matt Movie Chat. Thanks for listening, everyone.